0: Hey, this is Brian Holler, and you must know me from such great films as Clerks, Chasing Amy, Mallrats, Vulgar, Brutal Massacre. Anyway, you're listening to Without Your Head.
1: station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil. I'm Chris Tristel. And this is a special show because Saturday is Severed Limb 6. Throw another head on the Barbie without your head short film festival. And we have a bunch of very cool filmmakers here to talk about their movies. Let's see. We have Steven Stool. Stool. Okay. All good. <laughs> I was specifically not going to do that.
2: That's, that's, <laughs> that's the thing—you primed yourself. You set yourself
0: up for it. Yeah.
2: Exactly.
1: Glenn Payne.
0: hey, thanks for having me.
1: Yes. Oh, by the way, after we introduce everyone, we'll we'll ask what you guys uh, have in store for us. Vince Tazo, hey, hello, hey, here. Back in the dark there, Michael Epstein. The dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Huh? <laughs> It's Nicholas, fitting. Nicholas Hatch, Man. And who's your buddy there, Nicholas? Oh, that's Tommy Dolman. I like him. He's, he's looking good. <laughs> Dustin Ferguson, yo. Julia Hatney, hello. hello. <laughs> and Rudy Womack, who we will not see, but we will hear. Hello, everybody. It's good to have everybody here. So I uh, will start with Steven. Uh, tell us what, what film we're gonna be seeing this Saturday.
2: Nobody nobody told me we were doing finger guns. I would have been on the finger guns. Yeah, I feel good. like I let everyone down.
3: Way ahead of you. I sent you a the memo, Steven.
2: Failed, right? I have you to go immediately to to spam all uh all your messages. <laughs> anyway, sorry. My uh I uh you will be seeing my short film, uh Shit's About to Get Dark. Oh uh it's what I it's not. It's kind of what I consider my first short film um, because it's actually my second, but it's the first one where I kind of I kind of felt like I was making the kind of movies I wanted to make. So uh, uh, this will be your insight into who I am as a person, right out of the bed.
1: Yeah, you, I, I notice right there's always a theme in your in your films. Very, <laughs> there's uncomfortable sex scenes and.
2: <laughs> yep 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 that's kind of my thing um the uh uh <laughs> the priest and 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 mother of the captive boy um just as a as a teaser for the rest of you I haven't seen it uh, uh <laughs> it gets pretty uncomfortable between the two of them yes yes
1: it's hard to talk too in depth about any of the movies <laughs> since they're shorts without you know, giving too much away
0: but we'll talk as much as we can here uh glenn
1: what are we going to see from glenn payne
0: Uh, I have a uh, fun little sort of spoof of a short called a horror movie. Very inventive name. Um, So it plays around with like some cliches and stuff you might see. Um, Anyway, hopefully it's a really fun ride for everybody, especially if you love the genre.
1: Yeah, I do. And I, like you said, um, for people, which I assume most people watching this will probably be into horror movies. Yeah. It'll play uh, better with them. And one specific thing is uh, a pet peeve of mine always in movies is how they get rid of cell phones. It's always, like, yeah. super obvious. So you make as obvious as possible, and that's uh, that's my favorite. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fun. Flip phones, too, so that was even more fun.
4: <laughs> uh, Vince. Vince. All right, so I had this idea to build a haunted house in my backyard for Halloween for a couple years now. As soon as it came around on Saturday, and I figured while I had it up, I had to make it for a film in it, you know, because I used it for trick-or-treaters. So, really?
1: I hope, the, I hope they didn't end up the same as the movie, not to spoil
4: the film. <laughs> you know, it was it was really cool. A lot of people went through it. It was more of a hallway than a house, but I was happy I built it. Yeah. So, I made an outline based on a bunch of props in the haunted house that I knew I could gimmick to work for my movie. Mm -hmm. I was like, I have this, this, and this I can work with. And then me and my friends ate like a quarter of mushrooms. And (laughs) (laughs) I saw that in your description of the film. And I didn't know
1: if this was like the reality was.
4: uh... (laughs) It was almost all improv and made up on the spot.
1: Very interesting. Very interesting. And this is a weird uh, connection, but you said it's more of a hallway. But if you've ever watched like the documentary Haunters and the show Mackayme Manor, which you know is not the greatest place to talk about, but it's very similar setup outside. It's just like outside a, a long hallway.
4: Awesome,
1: yeah. uh, Michael.
3: Uh, I have a short film called Paranoia that was made as a uh, segment in an anthology called I Am an Addict, and it's. Sort of my take on a, I guess, a news magazine, like t- TV news magazine profile, on a pyromaniac, and I, I set myself on fire a lot for it. So I noticed.
1: Fun. Yeah. I <laughs> ask if you if you if, you, if, you, if you, any burns involved. Uh,
3: no, it didn't hurt too much. I definitely lost some hair, and it smelled bad. And um, yeah, nothing nothing too severe. You know. Yeah, that's a good
1: excuse to use if people are like, you know, if they can smell you, like, well, I lit myself yep. on fire. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad your eyes are okay
2: because
3: that, that had me cringing a bit everything is okay everything <laughs> is. he likes
2: doing things to his eyes apparently
3: eyeballs really freak me out like <laughs> bat, bat me as well. eyeballs definitely the top of my list of things that freak me out yeah uh, as, as does like drowning so that was the you know both those things always play a prominent role in uh, in in stuff i make now
1: yeah. If anyone's ever had LASIK, I had LASIK, I don't know if anyone else here. It's a very odd experience. Uh, it involves your eyeballs.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you actually see back when I had it, you know, I think it's probably done a little different now, but you actually see the scalpel come around your eye and then your eye just goes down and it goes bloodshot and it's not a great.
2: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: uh Julia, who is uh, your film involves a uh, trister here.
5: It does. Yes. Um, I'm here to talk about The Summoners, which was actually directed and written by uh, Christian Ackerman. And Chuck Foster was also one of the um, writers on it as well. I did all the makeup effects. So <laughs> that's why I'm here.
1: Yeah, very cool. And uh, amazing makeup in it.
5: <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah. And now how did you get involved? Did you know uh, Christian before that?
5: I did. Yeah. And I had worked um, quite a bit with Black Box TV with Tony, Cody B as well.
1: Very cool. We'll talk more about it here momentarily. Yay! Dustin. Yes. What, what film are we going to be seeing from you, Dustin?
6: Um, it is an episode called Ball of Stress from the series Creatures, which is our spinoff of Tales from the Grave. Um, it was inspired by a Basket Case and a racer Head. It's black and white, and it focuses a little creature that's a ball of eyeballs.
1: Very cool. Now, you said it's from your uh, anthology. Did you do all the other episodes of the anthology, or were they done by different all directors?
6: Different directors. And actually, Michael uh, did an episode in my Tales from the Grave series, and there were three seasons for that, and then we did the first season so far of Creatures.
1: Oh, very cool. And this kind of question for both you and Michael, when you do um, a short that's part of an anthology, do you want it to play, that it can play by itself so it can play like a festival like this, and also be part of, a, of the entire you know anthology?
6: I, well, I always, like I've told Michael and other people too, I'm always okay with it if it's from something that is something I've created as long as it's presented as such. Like if he wants to show his Tales from the Grave episode, as long as it's shown with the Tales from the Grave bumpers, it's fine.
1: And how about Rudy here?
7: I'm here. (laughs) Uh, So my film is a little short horror film called Prudence. Uh, Just like Dustin's, it's black and white. Uh, It actually takes place in the middle of a winter storm in 1893. And uh, the film takes place in Wyoming, but we actually shot in Colorado. And we were actually fortunate enough that while we were shooting, a huge blizzard rolled in. So we were working outside, literally in a snowstorm the entire time making this movie. So it, uh, it really brought a lot to the overall feel of the film. Now, when I
1: first uh, talked to you, Rudy, I uh, had you on the show, and uh, it was for your feature film, and it was set in the snow, too. I was, what's your deal with uh, with snow?
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so Call of the Wolf was also my very first feature, also set in the snow. Um, I'm just from the mountains in Wyoming, so oh, I'm just, just used just to <laughs> working in the cold, working in the snow. Actually, uh, Michael Epstein and I also worked on a film film, a couple of years ago, not in the snow, but definitely in the rain up in the mountains. So uh, <laughs> I'm I'm just kind of used to working in the elements, I guess. And I, I like to bring that uh, to the forefront in a lot of my stories. I was going to ask how you what do you do
1: to make something feel like it's cold? And I, I assume it was just actually cold. No.
8: Yeah.
7: Yeah. It was something like 20 below as we were shooting. And uh, our, our poor actress, Latias Muhammad, was uh, walking barefoot in the snow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, she was a trooper.
1: And she's excellent in the movie. There's a yeah. few movies, the uh, uh, shorts, this, uh, Saturday, that are in black and white. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Mars uh is in a horror movie. The name, the a uh, horror movie by, by Glenn oh. here, and she says hello. Not <laughs> just any random horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who is that? Who's in it? Um well their you their YouTube name is uh Marsky M. Oh. Marsky yeah. M maybe. I don't know. Oh Marley, Marley Mahari. <laughs> uh i don't know that's not how they they that's not how the youtube name looks
0: but <laughs> You'll know she's in these like, guys she's a teacher so she's probably hiding her identity yeah
1: very cool uh tristan do you have a question for uh, the panel here
0: did we hear about nicholas movie nicholas. sorry
1: oh, yeah. oh, i'm oh. sorry nicholas we miss oh, nicholas oh. Oh, i'm sorry <laughs> Well, see, I talked to Nicholas earlier because this is his first time using Zoom. and so
2: yeah. everything he had to say. You're like, all I mean, right, I'm, I'm done with it. Yes.
1: Nicholas, tell us. Uh, we're going to see several movies from Nicholas uh, Saturday.
9: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got the paper bag um, murders. Mm-hmm. That, that's going to be a funny one. Uh, I made a movie called Stuntman Harry. Which I'm a big fan of yeah I was watching a lot of the original gone in 60 seconds so that's how that got made but uh and then the clowns would kill her. that's uh, uh was supposed to be like two clowns kinda because that scared a few people it was filmed in the same area and yeah yeah did, did
1: you 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 never made like short films or anything before we started doing the festival is that correct? Yeah.
9: No, no, as a teenager, I'd film myself skateboarding, I, you know, set the phone up and try to like get me doing a big trick and stuff. But yeah, i always been filming myself. <laughs> so <laughs> the-
1: what was it like, was it severed limbs that inspired you to, to try to do something? Is that making yeah. It-
9: yeah. And a fellow filmmaker, uh, Nicholas Charles, we talk a lot. He got me into, making films and then i just moved to maine in september and then i in october came it started to snow five days before halloween and so i rushed kind of making two clowns and that was my first uh i put a lot of work into that that was tricky
1: yeah honestly, <laughs> honestly not to saying this to you here but that's a big part of uh the inspiration for you continue to do these that you know someone you know make some specifically to to play here it's an oh, old, yeah yeah have uh, some creativity I like that <laughs> and it's cool is all the different levels here of experience in uh filmmaking you know some people's been doing it for a long time, and yourself just started doing it
9: i'm I'm hoping my next one will be a fifteen twenty minute little masterpiece, yeah. A Lot of mine have been little short shorts, I guess.
1: <laughs> I just have fun with it. it. Doesn't matter, you know. No, no. If it has that doesn't have to be, you know, twenty minutes.
9: A lot of people enjoy Tommy Dolman. He was fun making this guy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that you kept him around.
9: Yeah, yeah. I got Vito Pecorino's face up there.
1: Right. From previous us uh, Sever along with Dolman. So. All right, so uh, Trista, did you have a question for anyone or the panel itself?
10: I have a question for Julia. Um, yes. what kind of blood do you like to use and why? Um, I actually use different kinds of blood
5: for different stuff. Um, but my main recipe is like a mix of methicellulose and corn syrup and food coloring and water, <laughs> keep it can safe and out of
10: it yourself. I do, yeah, and then That's if cool. I
5: yeah. If, if I purchase stuff, I'll usually purchase like the bin Nye thick blood. Um, it's called scab, thick scab, I think. And I like to have it on hand too, just because it doesn't get moldy. Like it lasts a long time where all of my drip bloods I make the night before because <laughs> they're all edible. There's no soap in them. So it can get in your eyes and in your mouth and cleans up pretty, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's important.
10: Yeah, You've been in it quite a few times. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, do you? Uh And you have your own business now, right? I do, yeah. I started a company
5: called Aberaction Effects. Um, I actually have my little t-shirt on with my logo. It's oh, a right? cat. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah.
6: Uh, and Julie has worked for me, and I can attest that she does oh, amazing work.
5: Oh, thank you.
9: Dustin
1: oh, cool.
5: also has a Bengal cat, so we're like... I do. We're, we're She's the one friends. keeping
8: out
6: of the room. We're
1: Bengal twinsies. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of animals going around tonight here. That's a common theme on the show. I had a possum in the house, uh, a <laughs> it, it, but it's, uh <laughs> well, as far as
2: uh, I know, I haven't seen him for a while. So. They ki- yeah. will help protect you from ticks, I guess. So, uh, if you have mm-hmm. ticks growing in your living room or something like that, keep the possum around it it help. In the
1: kitchen. So, uh, so it's a tick free kitchen, hopefully,
2: tick free kitchen,
3: <laughs> which <laughs> is well, the most important room is. to be tick free. <laughs> yes, it is.
1: Yeah, I'll mean, <laughs> try to keep them out of the kitchen elsewhere, you know. They can come and go, but but the kitchen is, is probably the best. So, Stephen, you said this was your second film? Uh...
2: Yeah. I So I went to a, uh, um, I – I don't want to be too squirrely about it. We don't have to get into the details, but I went to a film school. And oh. um, I, <laughs> at the end of it, I, uh, I made a movie. Um, uh, this is a long, long time ago. I made a movie um, – on, and it was a great experience. It was shooting on film. They, the school let me use their 16 millimeter camera. I uh, had a bunch of crew and stuff. We shot a movie. And um, then I went uh, like a really long period of time without making anything uh, because I didn't really know, you know, what kind of filmmaker I was, what kind of movies I wanted to make. Um, and I realized that this last movie I had made, this one thing that I had made on my own outside of any class or anything like that was kind of forgettable you know it's kind of the same as every young filmmaker trying to make oscar bait crap you know just drama drama about people arguing over stuff and whatever and i it didn't really whatever and then so you fast forward about 10 years or so and i go to my first film festival and i see their midnights lineup right and it's the first time i'd ever seen a midnight movie and like my brain just completely exploded and i thought holy shit you can make movies that are just like like this, like you can make weirdo movies. And I was instantly like the first night that I saw these midnight shorts at, I'll shout them out at the Florida film festival. Um, I saw their midnight shorts line up in 2013 and instantly I was like, Oh, I, I know what movie I want to make. And, uh, um, then I started working on it and trying to make that happen. Um, but yeah, so this is, it's not technically my first movie yeah. and I, I don't make a big deal about it, but it's the first one that I consider to be something in my voice, something that's part, that I'm, that I'm, that I, I consider part of my whole deal. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, uh, along those lines, uh, like for you, Glenn, what, like when did you decide like, this is the style of movies I want to make? Cause a lot of your movies, they're horror based, but there's also a lot of comedy in them.
0: <clears throat> um, I think uh, like I like most genres of movies. So it kind of, one of the cool things about making films that you can kind of, you know right now you're interested in this and then in a year or or six months or whatever maybe you want to try something else um but i am always drawn to horror and like you said comedy the last so many years have been uh weird and tough and for a lot of reasons so uh laughter just became that much more vital to me and stuff that i was watching um so and and i have a background in comedy like with improv so putting the two of them together became just, it, I don't know, it's, just, it's like it got even more and more and more fun and uh, playing around with the, the line between getting your suspense and thrills and, and scares and stuff uh, with, with laughs too. Um, so I don't know, like in the last, uh, you know, five or six years or so, I've been leaning even more towards, towards that side of stuff, um, which it never gets old. And one thing too, like if you do your own editing and stuff like that, or if you do a lot of festivals, whenever uh whenever there's a chance to laugh i get i get bored with my own movie slower you know i can watch it more times because you get the crowd laughing hopefully and you get that immediate uh response which is always uh enjoyable yeah
1: well i think uh when you're at the at the movies in the theater uh comedy and horror are the two best movies to watch with other people because you can mm-hmm. share you know and act some interaction like you can't just sit there and everyone cry i guess you could sit there and cry everyone Everyone's crying together watching a drama, but it wouldn't really be the same experience.
0: Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to really feel how what they're thinking about. You know, you do a drama and you're sitting there for 90 minutes or, or 10 or whatever, and you're like, I don't know, maybe they liked it. I don't, you know, was, but, but you <laughs> get them jumping or laughing, then yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Vince, uh, was this your first short? Like,
4: uh, how, how many films have you made? Oh, man, I've made so much trash. <laughs> 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 So I had a class in high school and video editing was like real easy to me, like how to film stuff out of order and piece it together. So eventually I just read Boyd Kaufman's book and went, I can make a zombie movie. And then from there I made like one movie a month for a whole year just to kind of figure out what worked, what didn't, what I was good at, what I wasn't. And it's just, you know, fun for me and my friends to get together, get some beers or whatever, and just make something. Where do you, where would you normally show them at? Like, would you put them online or? Yeah, they're all on YouTube. Uh, B movie TV on the Roku runs, some of them. I have like a werewolf one. There was a place in the city. It was a cinema obscura. It was a pop-up theater running through Chicago that they would run like my werewolf one and my slasher every once in a while. So like, I don't know, they're around. They're just here and there. Like I said, me and my friends just do it for fun. So it's just kind of cool to throw it out there. Usually, I'll see like something in a movie, and I want to rip it off. Is like how the short film will start, like a certain gag, like or like somebody getting killed a certain way. I'll be like, I want to try to do that, and then I'll create something just around that, based on whatever I have. Very cool. No, uh, Dustin, your film's also
1: a uh, black and white.
6: Yes, and it's the only black and white thing I've ever made, actually. Oh, really? What really? was the
1: what was the decision there to make it black and white?
6: Um. An artistic decision, because I'm known for, I make a lot of B movies. I've done, well, 115 feature films, and most of them are B films. And so this was my attempt at making something that was more offbeat and somber. And I thought that being that, you know, Eraserhead was black and white, and that was kind of the feel I was going for, like the vibe. I I stuck with that format.
1: Is, is there any difference actually filming in black and white like do you kn- did you know you're going to film in black and white before you made it or was that a decision yeah after? so i had a lot of
6: high contrast like um contrasting colors in all the shots because i knew that when i had done the black and white then that there would be sharper blacks depending on you know the patterns and stuff so it was, it was actually very meticulously planned around it
1: and uh, uh, rudy did you also know going in that you were going to do it in black and white
7: Yes. Uh, without giving too much of the film away, uh, the the black and white is actually not just an artistic choice, but it's actually a, an important element of the story. So we knew right away that we were going in black and white. We knew that the costumes, the location, everything uh, was going to have to be black and white. So therefore we did a couple of tests and, um, It it took us a while to find the right costume for our actress, actually, uh, because we needed it to look a certain way in black and white and also uh, be functional because we knew we were going to be shooting out in the snow. So we needed to, you know, make sure it covered up all the layers our actress was wearing underneath. (laughs) Um, But it's it's actually an important part of the story. And when you see the film, you will see why. (laughs)
1: yeah like so i don't want to give stuff away but it it adds to the uh ambiguity of uh like what time what time this is happening
7: yes yes exactly so it's it's actually a pretty important thing that we had included in the script itself so
1: uh uh, julia when you uh when you're doing makeup uh do the actual features of, of whoever you're working on does that affect like um like if you go in, you might have an idea of what uh, how you're going to do the makeup. But then when you actually see the person, what they look like and their physical features, does that change how you're going to do the
2: makeup? Yeah, if they're just um, like yeah. super ugly or something, and you're like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, like...
1: Not, like he doesn't need anything. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> you no,
5: know, like if anything, sometimes people will have like like they'll have a scar already, and you're like, oh, like I'm going to take that scar and work off of that, and then make something.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> like no, really. That sorry, the cat's in the way, but that that happens. Yeah. That kind of thing happens a lot. Um, And like certain prosthetics, like depending on how somebody's face is shaped, like I might have a prosthetic and I think I want to use it this way. And then once I get there, I realize their face is just maybe thinner or a little bit of this differently. And so then I might flip it this way. And like, there's some stuff that is meant to be like a nasal labial fold and I'll flip it upside down and use it like in a weird way to create to create a look, basically anything light pulls forward and anything dark pushes back. That's a basic makeup thing. So yeah, things definitely change when I see people in person. (laughs)
1: When when did you get up? When did you get into makeup? Was it, were you doing like makeup stuff before you, you know, before was your career?
5: Uh, I've been doing this professionally since 2004. So a while. (laughs) And no, before that, before I got into it, um, I thought I wanted to be a medical marine biologist and study sharks. So I was Ooh, going to college, majoring in biology, minor yeah. in camp for that. If anything, I want to do a shark movie. I've never done a shark movie, and I want to. I so got bad. you,
6: girl. I,
5: got I know. You. Yeah. I want People to here do
6: interested. Yeah.
1: Uh, Nicholas, he's hiding behind the doll man there.
9: Oh yeah, yeah. No.
1: Nope. <laughs> You have a lot of uh, props in your movie, like the dollman. So do you make them specifically for the movie or did you have, did you have like doll man sitting around or
9: no? Yeah. Well, yeah, this was just a normal looking doll. And I painted his face and gave him a uh, Michael's hairdo there. <laughs> it worked out. He was scary. Yeah. I like him. I like, him. but uh, yeah, Vito, he's uh He's a funny prop dummy. He's like six feet tall, that Vito Pecorino uh, prop there.
1: <laughs> you make you make your films all by yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it's stressful.
9: I need some friends. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all do, Nick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just set the phone up, and hopefully it works out. It takes a few tries.
4: Yeah. Awesome. I've awesome. done
9: a handful of films
4: oh. by myself. What was that, Vince? I've done a handful of films by myself. Oh, no, it works. It works. <laughs> I got one where I filmed it backwards and shaved my beard down, so it looks like my beard grows.
1: <laughs> I like. I. That's very. Uh, I like that. Huh. Huh. Yeah. You're giving Nicholas ideas here for the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Go <laughs> yes. the the next one. Huh. Uh, M- Michael. So, uh, <laughs> there was uh, something specific I wanted to ask about yours, but uh, but now I forget. But uh did uh, so who
3: did who did you make yours with I assume was Sophia? did she film it or she did, yeah, yeah, Sophia was the uh cinematographer and the um person who put out fires that were breaking out in our in our apartment and um, <laughs> uh, yeah she she helped design the whole look of it and and kind of build it because it's really like I was saying, it's kind of like a a pro it's supposed to be like a kind of a profile on a person, so it's really it was about creating kind of like imagery and using a lot of different techniques. Like um, we did some like rear projection. There's a tiny bit of green screening and then a yeah, lot that of,
1: was like, a couple, that was a couple was those. Cause I don't remember a lot of green screening in, in any of your other work.
3: No, uh, occasionally, but there's only really, I think there's only one green screen shot in this, in this whole movie. There's a lot of rear projection that might, you know, that might look like that too. And then it's um, just a mix of all, all different techniques, just to try to create kind of like a, a set of images. It's a little bit, you know, it's not really like a super narrative film. It's just kind of like a, uh, I, I don't know. I guess I, had, I remember watching all those like news things with like the sad music, where people are just kind of like walking down the street talking about their sad lives. And I was like, well, this might be a fun way to, like, <laughs> to approach. <laughs> that <sounds
9: it.">
3: <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so we kind of went, went for that and we tried to think about like, what are the images that would, would go well under like a person narrating you know what, what it is they do as a pyromaniac
8: yeah
1: when steven were saying like this was the first movie that he thought was like his voice and i i always assume, think that's something that's important to you that you have a message in your film so wh- when was that something important to you or was that something always important to you when you were started to make movies
3: Oh, it's yeah. It's always been important. I mean, I think we we came from music before this, and and uh, you know other other arts, and and it's always kind of like if you're creating something, it's your opportunity to say something to the people who are forced to watch it, right? So if I can if I can trick people into watching something that I'm that I've created, I hope to at least be able to say something that I hope connects with them or or has some meaning to them, um, and that is of some importance to me beyond just like here's some stuff I put on the screen. So yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, George James uh, Frazier has joined us. Hey, how are you doing, guys? Hey, hmm. hey George. Hey, what? So, uh, have... George, let us know what film we're going to see of yours this Saturday. It's called
11: Fuck Yes. Fuck <laughs> <And it's laughs> <an epic laughs> Yes! <of> desire. <laughs> so what, what, what can we
1: expect? I know it's not very long, so you can't give too much away.
11: Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's an epic tale. It is an um, epic tale. Of true desire, and about uh, attaining what you want and what you feel you deserve in your life, by any means necessary.
2: So, like the secret is that the-
11: <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in the
1: movie. Like uh, you know, it's not very long, but there's a lot of like physical things in the movie. So, and I know you've been making stuff for a long time. Uh, for that kind of stuff, is that just stuff you've amassed over time making movies, or do you go specifically and like let's continue? Um,
11: well, that set um, is basically what my living room decor is. Oh, uh, sure. So you know we're always we're always uh, satanic seance ready around here. <laughs> uh-huh. You know we're going to have to communicate <laughs> with the dark side and you know strike a deal. So we always have that stuff on hand, just ready to go.
1: Excellent, excellent. Well, what are those behind you, Dustin?
6: What Those,
11: uh, oh, my little demonoids!
6: Yeah, they're very cool. Yeah, they're uh, custom made by Dustin Wade Mills. It was in my Tales from the Grave series. Actually, I just made a feature film with these guys like a month ago.
1: Oh, very nice. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Trista, do you have a question for anyone here or everyone here?
10: I do. It's kind of a tricky question, but could everyone give me a favorite horror film of theirs? Um, so we'll start with Stephen because he.
2: Oh god okay <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. okay um <laughs> god damn can i can i can i look at my racks i don't know if i have any Yeah, uh, you can okay.
5: keep.
2: i could cheat a little i don't know i uh <sighs> damn it's such a broad open it's it's so bizarre to me um that we call certain things uh similar like for instance just just uh, you know you call like a Banksy and the Sistine Chapel are both like the same art form. And it it just makes no sense to me. And, um, I think that's sort of like, it's fractal, even when you get down to the genre, like, like, you know, you take, um, the shining and you take John Gulliger's feast trilogy. (laughs) And I I mean, I'm a super fan of the feast trilogy. I love watching this. So like, um, that was actually probably going to be my, my go-to answer here just cause it's nice in the uh, nearby. And I just saw it on the shelf and remember, uh, rem- <laughs> remembered it. Um, but I love like in terms of, you know, gore filled uh, uh, monster movies. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I love feast. I- I'm a big fan of that one.
1: They progressively get biz- more bizarre and more. They bizarre. Do
2: I, I kind of consider them a trilogy. I mean, the whole trilogy kind of, you have to think as a, as a, as a unified thing, because if you only ever watch the first one, god you are denying yourself so much joy yeah because by the end of the third one uh it's it's fucking mind melting like the the I, oh, I don't even want to talk like if you haven't watched all three feast movies do that that's a great little triple feature the next this time that you, got you know, i got a day free and, and a case of beer sitting around or something yeah and, it's-
5: and there's familiar faces yeah in the sequels yeah
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. it- it's, it's
5: part of a without your head
1: lore is because uh, one of the founding members, uh, Jittery John, part of the reason he left the show was uh, an interview I did with, with John Gulliger. He, um, not a fan. But I'm a big fan of the Feast movies and, and me and John talked a lot about Monster Dong on the movie.
2: Monster Dong. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, the subject matter for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan of monster dogs, generally. Yeah,
1: yeah, They come up <laughs> in the later feast movies, and I love that they're 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 not really necessarily they don't really bring attention to them. They just happen to have dogs later on in the movie. Right, right, right. <laughs> what, yeah. Uh, so I was very excited when you brought up the feast films. Yeah. Uh, Glenn, do you have a for Trista's question a favorite uh, horror film?
0: Same exact answer. (laughs) Um, I'll I'll stick with my uh, horror comedy, uh, you know, vibe for this portion of my life uh, and go with uh, Shaun of the Dead. Nice, uh, Because it does so many things well. Uh, It's very funny. It's very smart. It's a lot of cool uh, visual stuff in there and nods to other movies. Uh, But uh, yeah, that's a go-to for me. I could watch that. uh, Um, all the time. Love that. Love that flick.
11: Yeah. Probably the most quotable movie for sure.
0: Yeah. It's good stuff. And I was able to, we were at a festival in London uh, for a movie of mine called Driven and um, uh, plug there. And uh, I got to do the, you know, that one, that long take walk, you know, when he goes to like Salon, just, I got to re, we got to recreate that. Uh, uh, so that was kind of fun. And then post it. It was nice. Yeah.
1: And kind of like Steven was saying, like when you say, you know, horror movies, there's so many different kinds, which mm-hmm. is kind of the reason why I think I like horror movies, because if you're in the mood for just something, I like really gory stuff, and then I like something just silly and something goofy. So it's really depending on what you like or are into at that moment. And, you know, what like you said that that movie, that I think Shaun of the Dead works as a horror movie and also works as a comedy,
8: mm-hmm.
1: which for is sure. to me is um, a horror comedy has to work as both movies to uh, – to be successful i think
4: yeah how about vince uh favorite horror film i'll have to say uh dawn of the decks it's the only one i've got tattooed on me i mean gotta <laughs> be that one <laughs> yeah, it would be bad if you didn't like the movie and you had the tattoo <laughs> you know, i could talk about that question for an hour and still not have a real answer but
1: i'll have to go with dawn of the dead yeah, dawn of the dead is uh, is that to me it's the best zombie movie it's one of the best horror movies it's one oh, of the best I mean. movies i think
10: Good what, is it, yeah.
1: what is it about it that was so personal to you that you got to tattoo?
4: Just how long ago I remember seeing it and how little I was that it just made such an impact on me and probably my whole, between that and I could tell on your back of your thing there, Motel Hell. I remember seeing oh, Motel Hell, yeah, really Motel. young, you know, Farmer Vincent, I'm a Vincent, I was like, they just stuck with me at such a young age. Yeah, I
1: when we when the we first got a VCR and we went to had we, Curtis Mathis was our first video store and that was the first movie I wanted my mom to rent for me is Motel Hell because I saw the 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 well I saw the the pig headed farmer with a chainsaw in the, in the magazines
4: and I was like that's got to be a movie I need to see. My grandparents had it on VHS, which I actually still have. I have oh, a- very nice. Yeah, and I was like
1: eight or prob- or so, and my mom rented it for me. Awesome. And I turned out totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly,
4: <laughs> both of us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about Nicholas? Your favorite film to answer Trista's question? Favorite horror movie?
9: It's hard to answer. There's too many of them. Uh, yeah. Uh I. I. Evil Dead. Evil Dead. That's a good answer. Yeah. Oh,
1: great <laughs> film anything about it specifically that uh that resonates
9: Uh, with you the scary woods i I (laughs) like i like the woods yeah
1: yeah (laughs) that's a good choice uh
9: dustin
6: (laughs) uh a tie between 1974's texas chainsaw massacre Mm -hmm. and halloween three season of the witch uh
0: nice
1: I'm a big fan, too. And uh, it's weird because when I grew up, I was like one of the only people I knew who liked it. And now uh, I'm I'm both happy that that it's more appreciated. But I also feel like, you know, the guy, who, the kid who liked the band before they got popular. and that yeah, was Yeah,
6: like, exactly. Like it's the <laughs> thing to do to be like, yeah, Halloween yeah. Is totally cool. It's like, what? I've been seeing that for like my whole life. <laughs> right. I honestly think it's the best sequel of the Halloween movies. Me, too. I mean, the original is obviously a classic, but you yeah. got to give her free credit. For, I would like
1: the first one the best, but for sequels, I right. think
6: I like the reason best. Yeah. I mean, it's got the, the mood, the atmosphere, the cinematography, the pulsating score, the clever and intelligent storyline that was way ahead of the times. So, I mean, there's just so much to like about that.
1: Yeah. And forget all these direct sequels to the first movie. Let's get a direct sequel to, to the third movie. Yeah. Halloween I 20. directed. All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll work on this. Uh, Julia, your favorite uh, horror film.
5: Um, my longtime favorite since I was a kid is definitely Puppet Master and the whole original Puppet Master series. If anything, I ran over and got my little blade head. So I have to show <laughs> <any> guys. <laughs> uh, and then, if if I had to pick a favorite horror movie of like the recent times, um, definitely Feast is up there. I absolutely love it. Like anybody that hasn't seen it, I yeah. try and tell them it's like can't hardly wait but horror and awesome. <laughs> and, you know, because the little thing, That's a good but I also. But I love the hunt. Have you guys seen the hunt? I, I absolutely love really everything fun. about it. It's my favorite new one. I think
1: <laughs> it's interesting. That's a movie that I've seen. A lot of people actually really like it or really hate it. There's no one. There's not too much in between.
5: It's really fun. I mean, it's got a lot of kills, a lot of VFX, not a whole lot of practical stuff, but it works in a way. But it's 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 like a horror comedy where you're laughing too. Yeah, and that's it's it's fun.
1: When you said puppet master when I was a kid, I was never really afraid of a lot of things, but sometimes, uh, like the small stuff would kind of freak me out. I think it's because I had a lot of toys and action figures in my room. Mm-hmm.
9: The the was coming.
1: Michael, your favorite uh, horror film?
3: Uh, my favorite is, is the same as Steven's favorite, Phantasm. He loves, he's a big fan of Phantasm. Um, no, I, love it. I, love I love the whole series really, but uh, I think it's just a really beautiful exploration of like grief and, and what it is to grow as a child to understand like what death is about and, and, and all that. And um, yeah, it's, it's just been my favorite for a long time.
6: What did you think of part five, Michael? I have to know.
3: I like them all. I like five. I know. Were happy I know with five, how it ended. I know five is much maligned, but I, I I love it. I think it's a great bookend because it's like the first movie is about a young kid com- coming to terms with understanding death, and the fifth one is about a person losing their you know uh, has Alzheimer's, losing their memory and their identity and and coping with death themselves. So I feel like it goes it, it completes that that full cycle. Um, so I I dig them all, all five. Me too. It was excellent.
1: I actually, it. I think the fifth one it might be my favorite of the sequels. I I really like it, and uh, the first one's the best. But uh, I like
2: it a lot too. Uh
1: good You're choice.
2: Throw me under the fucking bus, don't you, Michael? God damn it! <laughs> That's my
3: job.
1: Throwing you under the bus. <laughs> George, your favorite horror film?
11: Um. Well, I mean, obviously, super difficult question, but I have to go with um you know, my roots. And I think the quintessential rock and roll horror movie is the lost boys.
5: Hmm.
11: You know, it's like, that's, I saw that and I wanted to get myself a lightning bolt earring, and I want to
1: <laughs> and get a saxophone, get the,
11: get the pretty girl on the, on the beach boardwalk. And that was just my entire goal for life. Then going forward. Yeah. Well, you that still have time to, to make this happen. Oh, I'm working on it. I'm working on
1: it.
2: Yeah. yeah.
7: I still believe in you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Uh Rudy. Uh I mean, like everybody said, it's kind of a, a hard question to answer, but you know, with without without sounding too pretentious, one of the films that actually had the biggest impact on me was 1935's The Bride of Frankenstein.
9: Oh, um,
7: when I was a little kid, I read like an abridged version of Frankenstein. So I went to Blockbuster to try to find the film and they didn't have it, but they had the bride of Frankenstein. So I watched that when I was in, I don't know, maybe the fourth or fifth grade. And uh, that movie had such an impact on me. I was just so blown away. I wasn't really scared of it or anything. You know, it is an old black and white film, but you know, that, that scene where Dr. Pretorius has those people in those jars was just so cool to me. And I would say that film had a pretty big impact on my journey as a filmmaker.
1: Excellent choice. One of my favorites as well.
7: Um,
1: we have a new, uh, we have some new people here. Uh, who are you guys? <laughs>
12: i not know how else that's it? <laughs> I, I'm lucky. So Rudy, um, I uh, am one of the co-directors of uh, Transferral, which will be playing um, the festival. Uh, and with me is my other
8: co-director. I'm Matt Sorensen, um, and I'm a puppeteer and a theater buff and a a, horror, a burgeoning horror movie enthusiast.
1: Oh, very cool. So first of all, tell us a little bit about Transferral. What
12: are you going to be seeing Saturday? Yeah, so... Um, <clears throat> This will be um actually the first time that anyone has seen uh the the short neil i don't know if you know that but you have the uh the the premiere um which is awesome so uh Transferral <laughs> will be a part of a larger um anthology coming from uh our company uh dead vision productions um and uh the short um is kind of this uh, otherworldly. Um, it has like a sci-fi bent to it. Um, it is a uh, a gentleman who is visited by a uh, a stranger at his at his door, um, and uh, it kind of unfolds from there. What do you wanna? Do you wanna?
8: Uh, long story short, we're doing a play on an alien parasite symbiote kind of thing. Um, and the stranger at the door is the old host and the new guy is the new host and it's all about the transferal and there will be lots of tentacles and there is, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of the,
1: very exciting that, uh, it'll be, uh, playing for the first time at uh severed limbs.
12: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We're very excited about it. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's the, the gist last year we made a, a movie called freak. I don't know if anybody, um, has, has seen that or or anything but um that was a uh, another collaboration um we had a uh, a seven foot tall puppet um killing some teenagers in the woods uh so if that's your jam check that out uh but yeah we're so happy to to be involved thank you for having us yeah thank no thanks for sending in and thanks for being here and it's it's
1: great cuz it, i love the st- the story you know it's a short story but it's uh and it's well acted and i love the the uh the stop motion in it
12: there, there there's a not stop motion there's that's not stop motion it has, it has a stop motion <laughs> feel which is very which is very to me that's funny you say that because freak we got that a lot also um something about i don't know the puppet i mean it's all practical it's all puppetry um it's you know, fishing line. It was a plus to me. It's not a negative. So. No, no, absolutely. I, we, we love, hopefully one day uh, there will be some stop motion uh, when we have a little bit more time to do that. Uh,
8: like next year.
12: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank you. Thank you. That That's very nice of you to say. Yeah.
1: And since you just came in to answer uh Trista's question, you guys have a favorite horror film. You can, each of you have a separate one. It's not a,
8: um, for me, this is is formative and life changing. I saw it on network television when it came out and it screwed me up for life and I am still I still think about it a lot. It, <laughs> it influences a lot of my artistic choices. like we're we're making a a clown movie right now. Well yeah yeah <laughs> so
12: so this what what transfer will eventually turn into uh, is a uh, an anthology um, that will run as a block of cable television. Um, nice. So the the shorts will be hosted by like a uh, um, kind of a Svengulli type of, of character that will introduce them and, and kind of uh, guide us through it. But intermittently there will be commercial breaks and we are shooting – Fake commercials, fake movie trailers, all of that sort of stuff as these commercial breaks, so it truly runs like a block of of old cable TV. So, yeah, we are shooting a, a fake uh, trailer for a, uh, a clown movie that doesn't exist, which is uh, really fun. So, yeah, I guess we have been thinking about uh, Pennywise a little bit.
4: I've totally made a fake trailer for a clown movie that doesn't
12: exist. That's
8: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
12: Yeah. Um, and as far as a, a favorite, it's so hard for me. But um, a, on any given day you ask me, it flip-flops between two. Um, and one will echo Dustin's, um, and that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Uh, that is just about as perfect of a of a horror movie as I can think of. But um, the other uh, is one that I love so much very formative as far as what scares me. Uh, and that is 1989's Pet Cemetery. I love that film so much. Uh, the I the movie has a feel of dread. Like everyone's doomed. I, I honestly think that Zelda is the scariest thing that has ever that. been put on film ever. Uh, <laughs> I will go to bat every day, uh, for that. So <laughs> those would be, uh, those would be my two. Yeah. That's a good. Tr- I've actually tried
1: to get him. It's the guy who plays Zelda on the show, but I, I'm never heading. Oh wow, cool! Yeah. <laughs> I agree. That's always. I always thought that was like the scariest image. That is. So,
12: it's terrifying. Still, I've seen that movie. I don't know how many times. It will still freak me out. Yeah.
1: You know, what was it about Pennywise?
8: <sighs> that that <laughs> what do you mean? What? Like just every every single. Sure and, and like but the but the weird part is that it also developed like a Tim Curry fetish for me. <laughs> so I can watch Pennywise and be like that's Tim Curry being amazing. But then when I watch any of the effects or any of the scares in that movie, I still want to crap my pants.
11: <laughs> oh yeah. I remember watching it on TV too when it was out and immediately when it was over, my mother made me go take a shower. And then- <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> I was, it was the worst day of my life. Like, I was, uh, <laughs> that's <a song>. <laughs> well,
1: That's so weird, though. She made you take a shower to like wash off the sins
11: of the movie. <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know.
10: I don't know. I was a kid, so you I don't know how long it
11: takes but apparently it was necessary and, yeah. and it was awful.
1: Uh, well, um, they mentioned some stuff they're working on. Uh, Stephen, uh, do you have anything that's coming out in, in the future that people can look forward to?
2: I do. Um, I. Uh, what can I say? What can I share? I can share that I just uh, completed a Kickstarter for an anthology feature that I will be producing um, featuring segments from uh, some sick and wrong film festival alumni filmmakers uh, including... For whatever fucking reason, Mr. Epstein here. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be uh, sh- starting. I don't know what the, what the timeline is gonna look like, but we're working on a feature film uh, where it's all it's an anthology. It's all directed by alumni from the Sick and Wrong Film Festival. It is called Fat Fleshy Fingers, and uh, it is about a, a horrific uh, uh, sexually transmitted parasite <clears throat> from person to person. <laughs>
1: very interesting and also by the way i liked about your short is um even though it shows a lot it's graphic it also leaves a lot of imagination which i thought was yeah. uh, a good uh, a wise decision
2: yeah that, i i hope i don't want to uh, i don't want to i guess prime anybody or spoil anything but my my kind of my goal when making that movie was uh uh to create this kind of contrast between the horror that you see and there should be another kind of horror going on in your mind at the same time. But uh, I don't know, I'll have to poll everybody. Do you think you could send out some some polls to everybody who watches on Saturday and get get their get their names point. and addresses and phone numbers? and
1: yeah, Everyone's gonna Sorry. go on a list apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned this before we're live though. It, your short is one of the shorts that I uploaded on kind of a, a dummy. YouTube account I have just to make sure I wasn't
2: going to get banned or anything. And I'm I'm shocked that the bots didn't, totally didn't flag it. you. Uh, I'm excited.
1: Well, I had just plain interviews to get flagged, but this one, <laughs> I think my last interview with Glenn got flagged. Oh, I don't know what, why, but this what one. Did,
0: what did we do?
11: I have no
1: idea. But I I, uh, I uh, fought it, or, you know, disagreed with it, then they were fine with it. But yeah, I don't, I, I don't It's
0: very bizarre. Maybe we hummed a song or something.
1: <laughs> uh, by the way, though, I do want to mention—you uh, don't have to give me your your address and stuff, but uh, we will have awards uh, uh, for severed limbs. So when you guys are watching them Saturday, take notes of your favorites. I'll have all the list of things, the categories, and uh, we have fun fun awards. In fact, Nicholas has his award behind him.
9: Yeah,
1: he does. Yeah, everyone. Ooh, yeah, cleaned to- it himself. But but we do have a. <laughs> Uh, by the way, there's a lot of cool uh, people in the chat saying things. Those uh, Shannon says, uh, great to hear praise for Phantasm 5. Uh AJ wants to know where we can see Freak. Uh,
12: we have physical copies, and you can stream it uh, on deadvisionproductions.com. You
8: Thank you. Yeah,
1: and a lot of uh, hellos from a lot of people here. Stacy Wilson, who will be on the show tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Hello. Uh, Glenn, or, uh, what are you working on? Or, or what can we see from you in the future? I know you have a film that's going to be playing in, in England.
0: Yeah, new film uh, called Killer Concept, uh, which is out in the U.S. And it's uh, doing festivals coming up uh, internationally. But uh, you can check it out on Amazon and some of the other places. Uh, DVDs just came out. So that's cool. Blu-rays and stuff. And then uh, Driven uh, Driven is another one. It's free on 2B and through Amazon uh, and lots of other places, too. They cost whatever it costs. But, uh, yeah, so both horror comedies. So if you guys uh, like that mix, um, maybe they'll be your, your jam, hopefully.
1: Yeah. Uh, another thing I liked about a horror story is everyone, besides Casey, who's clearly in, in the age range, uh, they're clearly not uh, teenagers, and they're playing teenagers.
0: Yeah, yeah, like so. A little spoiler for the short. Yeah, is that one of the characters? Uh, oh gosh, uh, Kenny, Kenny. He's he's a, he was a mature actor at that stage, but he's wearing his Letterman and has a fake ID, and it's it, the payoff's pretty funny to me. So hopefully yeah. they'll uh, enjoy. that. Yeah, I don't want
1: to give away all the. All yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they wanted, uh Shannon wants to know what does Nicholas have in the works. Oh. <laughs> For movie wise, we don't know like any kind of plans you've got. Well, uh, yeah. I guess. Nothing that's uh you know, we don't want the police coming
3: over. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do want the police coming over. <laughs> I just got a lot of ideas.
9: Very good. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, very good, and I'm glad that you keep sending stuff in. Honestly, oh, yeah, I'd really no. happy that uh, th- this gives you an outlet to. Uh, I mean, you could put it on YouTube and stuff, but it's cool that you know people could come and watch your stuff.
9: Oh yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it.
4: <laughs> uh, Vince, what what are you working on? Um, I actually just talked to uh, all my music and like all my short films are made by a friend I went to high school with. He plays all the instruments and just oh, nice. does music for me. So he actually has he's working on two new songs that I'm gonna kind of do like a double feature one to each song it's almost gonna be like a music video but still a short film um and one i wrote after watching eight heads in a duffel bag the other day and then the other one's gonna be like a monster in some cattails like a film down the street from my house oh nice
1: by the way there's a lot of nice decapitations in a homeless haunted house which is very fitting for, for without your head
4: Thank you. I've gotten pretty good at taking heads off things over the years. So, <laughs> Well, good, good. Movie wise. Yes. Movie wise.
1: <laughs> uh, Dustin, uh, you have many things in the works. You're, you're, uh, you're a very busy man.
6: Yeah. I made a quick little list here uh, when you asked that question. Oh, okay. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So I just finished doll killer two and demonoids and quake and space sharks and I'm about to start Mega Ape, Hell of the Screaming Undead, and the Meat Hook Massacre TV series. And there's also a British remake of Terror Black Tree Force, my first feature that Sam Mason Bell is directing right now that I'm producing.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, Sam was gonna be here, but the time difference in, in England it didn't, you know, work out. I think we started at like two in the morning or
6: something for him. Yeah, it's the middle of the night there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Very cool. His short will though will play uh, this Saturday. Awesome. And I also loved. I wanted to mention uh, the noises of your creature in your uh, in your short because sometimes I think uh, sound is overlooked and uh, it adds a lot to the movie.
6: Thank you. I wanted to make them kind of cute and adorable. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it worked as they're you
1: know you know doing bad things. Right,
6: right.
1: Uh, Julia, what uh, what do you have in the works?
5: Um, stuff that just came out or is coming out. I have. Dreamcatcher just came out. I believe that's on Hulu. Um, about to come out. I have A Dark Foe comes out this Friday. And mm-hmm. I just finished something called Evil Dwells Within. I just worked on um Bloodthirst should be coming out in the next couple months. That has Tara Reed and it has mm-hmm. Costas Mandalore, and Robert Lissardo. Um yeah. oh. And then other random stuff i've got like four movies that are in pre-production about to hit production yeah one of them's a satanic cult film another's a worm movie another is a zombie movie with dustin actually um yeah stuff's finally picking back up thank goodness yeah
1: <laughs> well what was the hardest uh, scene or, or makeup or anything to pull off in uh, the summoners
5: um the summoners was so fun um I I can't really say anything without spoiling it. Um, But it's definitely, there's a lot of blood. But the acting, what the girls did, I mean, to talk a little bit about the summoners, it's about them summoning something. Mm -hmm. So it's got that, you know, satanic ghost kind of weird thing going on. It feels like a mix between like, are you afraid of the dark meets the craft, but for adults. (laughs) And it's just really fun. The acting is amazing. I mean, I feel like the effects were great, like the work I did, but without the acting, it, it's just paint.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, Trista's in it. Uh, Trista, what was it like to to be made up by Julia?
10: <laughs> it was great. We've worked together several times. I think that might have been the first time, um, but we we have worked together. It's hard to tell, actually, when was the first time. We've worked together a lot, uh, and we're all um, so different. So... I mean, so it was great when you're working with your friend and uh, someone you trust, which is important, especially like in an indie horror film, I'm doing very physical things. Uh, also try not to give that much away, but it, it was uh, daunting, you know, so to have someone that you trust, uh, making sure you're okay, you know, more than just make up uh, a good friend. So it, it was very special for me.
1: Uh, michael what do you have in the works apparently something with uh, with the
3: stevens uh i guess so i didn't know about it, until right. it, it but um <laughs> uh, uh yeah we're so we're working on a segment for stevens anthology uh which i think will be fun we're we're trying to revise that right now and we're just getting back into things kind of slowly with a bunch of shorts we just shot a movie called sitting duck um directed by aaron barocas that stars Tuesday night from uh, Nightmare 4 and we're about this weekend we're going to Colorado to shoot a movie called Demon for Hire that's basically like a um a noir Lovecraftian movie starring a puppet who is a demon it's kind of like uh cast a deadly spell but the main character is a puppet demon I don't know so something like that <laughs> um <laughs> <That's perfect>. badass <laughs> yeah and like then casting uh, for that poor puppet yeah exactly poor guy Uh, then we're, uh, we're shooting another movie with Izzy Lee. Um, I don't know if you, if everybody's familiar with her stuff, she does a lot of awesome, really, really cool shorts. We're about to do that this month and I'm probably leaving something out, but, um, yeah, Steven's movie. And then I guess there's allegedly this project that we're working on with, uh, both Neil and Trista. That's like been, that we started, uh, a long time ago and then got postponed basically, you know, halfway through for COVID things. Um, but I think we're we're just about to have the have the courage and uh, ability to get back into that. So very good. And I want to ask: Were those old school like snakes and in, uh, in, in pyromania? The- oh yeah, the fire the, yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. like I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they're uh <laughs> what are they called? I, I can't even remember. I thought they were called snakes, but they're, I- there's they're like black mambas or like asks or something. They have like a, an actual snake The ones we had had a snake name. Yeah. But yeah, you light them and they kind of burn in in um, you know, they form like snake. Poops. Ass. Yeah. You could say it.
2: they make poops. They look like they little poops. poops. They look they like
3: just, poops. Yeah. When I was a kid and Michael,
1: because we are the same age, but the uh, you could buy those everywhere in gumball machines, which is weird to think about now. You they would like little kids could buy stuff that you have to take.
3: Matches. <laughs> 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 yeah. Definitely. Uh, Toy for children. Definitely yeah. involves a lot of a lot of burning things and and, and <laughs> not things for kids
1: but right uh, yeah i remember i probably shouldn't say this but my mom when when i would play with fireworks she sometimes she would give me a lit cigarette and just say you know <laughs> you
3: just, <laughs> just it matches because it stays lit you know you don't have to you don't have to fight right yeah so, talk, like, <laughs> just, the cigarettes mom, way was, better yeah your mom your mom was really your mom was really thinking about your uh you know, your well-being. <laughs> well-being right my safety <laughs> <laughs> Uh
1: George,
11: what do you have in the works? Uh well, there's a few things in pre-production, but right now everything's kind of on hold because we got uh the festival coming up in a couple months. So that's taking all my attention right now. Well, um, Happenstance, horror, Happenstance horror fest. So I, I wanted to say too, I wanted to invite all the filmmakers here um to hit me up after this for a free waiver to um this year's Happenstance Horror Fest. Um, submissions close next week. So I'm trying to uh, make sure that everybody gets the opportunity to get in. So if you want to hit me up, if you have a film, short feature, whatever music video, you can uh, send it my way. And uh, yeah, the event's in September.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan. Um, I've been to several of them. I had uh, the short I did with Michael, Umbilicus Desidera premiered at uh, Happenstance, which was very fun.
11: Yeah, it was classic.
1: Yeah. And it's very cool because it has a lot of the same uh, people come every year. And I like that about a lot of other uh, festivals where it has a community uh, feel to it. For sure. For sure.
6: Yeah.
1: Very good. And uh, Sherry Lee, who's in your short. Um,
11: what other uh, things have you worked on with her? Um, so I've done scaring Sherry with her, which play at the last uh limbs festival um, which was just a joy to do. She is such a talented actress, probably one of the greatest uh, in the New England indie scene. Her range is amazing, and she's always down to do any of the crazy stuff I ask her to do. Um, and on that subject, too, we are in the works of turning that short into a feature length, um, Scaring Sherry at that same, uh, same location. Very cool. Where did where did we
1: meet for the first time? Where did I ever? Where did we meet each other? I can't remember.
11: We met at the um, it was a wrap party for Paul McIlranny's film. Sure.
1: Yeah, that's actually so kind of how I met that. Michael, then, too yeah, interesting.
11: Yeah, it was a good good night. Yeah, <laughs> I believe I had a bottle of wine in each hand for that
1: wrap party. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I was. It was before I quit drinking, so I probably had a little bit too. Much. Ah, uh, let's see. Lucky. And uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the name with uh, Lucky's co-director. Is it Matthew? Matt. Matt. What are, you, are, what are you guys working on?
12: So we are in production on that anthology, which is uh, called Uncle Sleezo's Toxic and Terrifying TV Hour. That is and- a hell of a name. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea. Um, and we are, after that, we are heading into pre-production on Freak two which is very exciting um and uh you know always always writing always uh got something that will be next 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 but those two um will come right off of sleazo and go right into uh into freak two uh which is super exciting
1: and we mentioned a lot about the the effects in the movie which really look great but um uh Lizzie dame is the um as a, I don't know what she is in the movie. I don't want to give too much away, but she's amazing in the film. Had you worked she, with her before?
12: Yeah, she is in um, every Dead Vision uh, film that I have done, uh, which uh, in 2019 was my first film called Kindness of Strangers. Uh, she was the lead in that. Um, and in Freak, uh, she is in Freak. And she will be in everything that I ever do. I love working with Leslie. Um, we know her very very well she's a dear friend so um yeah she's phenomenal Mm -hmm. very cool and uh rudy the disembodied voice
1: (laughs) 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 i'm about to say something matt i'm sorry did i cut you off no no uh
7: so uh obviously we're starting up our festival run with prudence so we're keeping pretty busy with that Um, I've had a lot of people encourage me to adapt it into a feature film, actually. So I'm starting to explore that and and see if it's viable as a feature. Um, My writing partner and I just finished up a pilot for a revenge thriller. That's kind of a black comedy. So we're also very excited to get that going. And then this year I have taken over as the executive director of the Wyoming International Film Festival. Oh, very so cool. I'm quite busy with that. Yeah. Uh, how
1: about, uh, who made like, uh, the headdress and, and like, the, like, the costumes in the movie?
7: Oh, that, a, a lot of that was me. Uh, I had a lot of fun making the costumes for the film. Um, the, the headdress that's made of the branches, mm-hmm. uh, I actually found an artist on Etsy who made that for me. Um, but a lot of the other elements of the costumes, cause there's a lot of interesting costumes in prudence. Um, that that's kind of what kept me busy mostly in pre-production was designing it, coming up with it and, you know, just making it. So a lot of that was me. Very cool. Uh, looks great. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, JL Discord in the
1: chat uh, asked Julia uh, was she Team Freddy or Team Jason when she was a kid?
5: Team Freddy. Freddy, 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 Freddy. He can get you in your dreams.
9: <laughs>
5: Freddy.
1: <laughs> Very true. I'm more of a
2: Freddy guy uh, as well. Better quips. That's right. Jason, Jason has terrible dialogue. Sorry.
11: <laughs> <laughs> First
1: uh, Tristan, do you have a question for everyone before we
10: go? Uh, Not for everyone. Sorry, everyone. I have a question for Stephen. Is uh, Sick and Wrong still accepting submissions?
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking that. Yes, the Sick and Wrong Film Festival is accepting submissions right now for its 2021 event. Uh, Here in Orlando, Florida. The event itself is going to take place starting December 10th, um, and the uh, festival uh, submissions are open through Halloween. Side note, if you don't mind me taking this inch and running, what are they? take give him an inch to, whatever whatever i'm abusing your your graciousness take right an inch,
1: now <laughs> give in, take a mile
2: <laughs> that's what i'm doing i'm taking a mile right now uh last year was the first time we did something called the 72 hour film debacle uh which was a 72 hour film challenge open to filmmakers all over the planet for a team to enter. You make a movie in three days uh, with some prompts. And then for everyone that can complete it, we screen for free to the world. We are going to be doing that again. So if you don't have a movie that you think fits sick and wrong, or if you don't have a movie uh, sitting around, but you want to be a part of the festival in some way, please keep an eye out for the 72 hour film debacle, which we will be bringing back. Very cool. Thank you very much, Trista.
1: Yeah. She's much more professional than me. (laughs) So uh, this Saturday is going to start at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. I think that's uh, midnight government standard time in England. <laughs> all, all the other time zones, you guys can fill it out and you know do your own uh, work on that. Severed Lambs with 30 shorts, I believe. Oh uh, a bunch of cool filmmakers. It's going to be a good time. I think the run time's around five hours or so. Uh, come. We'll have a chat room. Uh, you, a lot of filmmakers will be there. Fans will be there. Everyone will be there. Uh, keep track of the ones you liked. Don't tell me ones you didn't like. But keep ones that tracks <laughs> you really like. Send in a ballot afterwards, and uh, we have an awards. It's very fun, and really just come and have a good time. It a is a big time. announcement about thank something in the you future. Guys, can't wait.
10: <laughs> thank you awesome. everyone. Thanks,
1: guys. Yep, it was very cool having you all here. I like Is he snapping. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I Much <laughs> <laughs> <the jets like? laughs> <Noob-oob. laughs> <laughs> much more fitting than uh, yes. Here come the jets. All
8: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we will get out of here. But thanks everybody. Right. you. Thank you. Yeah.
7: Bye.
1: I'm going to wave awkwardly.
4: and
0: from
12: ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, The Tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Ripley, we should have listened.
8: Sit here on a lie. Bowling, now we're gonna die.
6: The Tomb of Nick Cage.
8: Roughly the coming
2: night! Roughly the coming night! Roughly
0: the coming night! Roughly! Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're
2: coming!